It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. We are all about love and romance and dating on this show. We take your calls if you need advice. Yes. And you are the French romance expert. At your service. And we have Angie Taylor, the American realist. Yes, I am the realist. We we give you some real-time advice. Hopefully, we can help you with whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. I had a, a very chill weekend. It is good to be back. I went shopping with my daughter. I'm trying to get her into shopping, and she can't stand it. <laughs> what, did, what did you shop for? <laughs> well, there was this little market that we went to, and I'm just into looking at every little piece of jewelry on the table and cute little things, and she's bored to death with it. I'm like, whose kid are you? Where did you come from? She doesn't like shopping? She doesn't really get into it, no. But, I mean, certain little things, but no. What does she like to shop for? Uh, she's she's, she's an, 12. She's an artist. So if we go to an art store, she's all about it. She wants to oh, get okay. canvases and papers and, you know, like markers, pencils, all that stuff. So she loves that. But as far as being really girly and, and clothing and jewelry, she's not into it. Not yet. Not she, yet. She's 12. That's true. So, and I was a little bit of a tomboy, too. Did you have a good weekend? I had a very good weekend, actually. I had a very good weekend. I played some ping pong. You did. You know, I gotta tell you a story. You know, I've been coaching this kid. He's uh, 17. I coach him since he's 15. His name is Vaughn. Uh huh. Back in Ohio, and uh, he's so talented and so humble that you know, because I'm older than him, he gives me kind of a break. But usually I win. But this time, I lost. Ooh. I lost four sets to three to Vaughn. That's good. I'm gonna put a video on our webpage. I, uh, there's one point that a friend of mine filmed. He beats me. And there was a great feeling. Student beats the master. Yes, you know, I'm his coach, like, right. you know, in Karate Kid. That's got to make you feel accomplished. You, you're doing a good job. That's That was my point. I love it. Well, we're going to get to a lot of romance and, and awesome calls and emails today. We also have Charles J. Orlando from Charles, yes. Yes, from FYI's seven year switch. The season finale is tomorrow night. I can't wait. So we're going to talk to him about that and more. He's going to join us on the rendezvous coming up with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. We talk all about love and romance and dating. And, of course, we talk about marriage and, you know, the seven-year switch on FYI, Simon. My channel. Yes, where couples have to decide whether they're going to stay together or get a divorce. I love this show. Love it, too. And we have on the line with us uh, the expert on the show, one of the relationship experts. What, are you also a therapist, Charles J. Orlando? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Good. We're good. Uh, We're good. I, do, I do have a private practice as well. So, yes. I was going to say, give us the resume. So, um, I love this show. And the couples on the show... Obviously, we're at a bad point in their marriage. Um, when real-life couples, though, they hit bad points, they can't necessarily switch partners and do the experiment that you guys do on Seven Year Switch. Um, but what can real-life couples do if they want to figure out if they should stay together or not, if they're at that crossroads? That crossroads is so hard to, to do what's necessary in order to evaluate what's happening. Here's the thing. When, when you're thinking that things are disconnected, Mm-hmm. Guess what? They're they're disconnected. Okay, you don't right. have to wonder. You don't have to try to figure it out. But when you have so much to lose uh, and you feel like you're about to give things up, the hardest thing is to be honest, and that mm-hmm. is exactly what's necessary in order to get back on board. The only way that you can look at things and change them is to acknowledge that they're there in the first place, and that takes a straight up, honest conversation with your partner 
so that you can figure out where the disconnection is happening uh, and what where this dissatisfaction is coming from so that you can change it. And that's what's so hard. Charles, uh, I, have, I have a question about that. But sometimes one of the two is in denial. One of the two partners don't want to hear it. Right. One of the two is going to say, no way, or I don't feel like this. Then what, what one should do? Go see a therapist like you? What's the plan B? Because many times only one of the two is in reality and the other one is in denial. Right. And, and that, that is more common than people want to think. It's not so much that they're in denial uh, as they don't want to discuss it with their partner. Some people end up in pure denial where they, don't, where they refuse to accept that it's even happening, like they don't right. understand it, they don't get it. But most of the time they do have more than an inkling that things are wrong, but it's mm-hmm. easier to pretend, uh, and that includes when their partner confronts them. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why seven-year switch is so valuable uh, is because you, we take away all the – we strip away everything, and we take away not only the, the denial but also the deflection and all the bad patterns that come with it. So if they can't get on our show, uh, hopefully for season three, uh, what they want to do is get some outside <laughs> Uh, assistance, some outside perspective for sure. A lot of these things cannot be saved by by just looking at it with just the two people. You need an outside right. influence that can help guide it. It, it, I agree. I feel like a lot of times, and I feel like it's evident with some of these couples on Seven Year Switch as well, that there's one party who has the issue and the other party doesn't believe that they're at fault in any sort of way. Um, if you're having a, a struggle with the person that you're with and you know there's a problem and you know if it doesn't get fixed that things are going to fall apart, how do you convince that other person that, hey, you need to buck up and let's go to therapy and let's figure this out? Because a lot of times people will be like, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. You're the problem. I'm not the problem. Where does that come into play? Well, and, and that's what we face a, a lot of times. Usually it's one person who gets in touch with a counselor or, or therapist or coach mm-hmm. to, to try to change things, and the other person's just kind of going along for the ride. Mm-hmm. From there, it, it's really up to the therapist to kind of get in the head of both people and explain that, sure, you can look at your partner and say, it's all them, I have nothing to change. But the truth is that it takes two to fall in love and it takes two to disconnect. So that's right. It, it, even if, it's, even if it's not your fault, and I put that in big quotes, the thing that's your fault is that you're not saying what you actually think early enough in the process, or you're staying with too, too long for someone who doesn't even deserve you, or you're asking someone for their loyalty and their effort and their time and their dedication when they don't even give you their honesty. Like, right. it, it's that kind of wake-up call that's needed, um, and that's where it takes a seasoned professional to kind of step in and, and get them both on the same page. I love that, and I yeah. think that's so true. It takes both people. Um, we're going to talk to you more about this. This is so interesting. Charles J. Orlando, we're going to talk to you about relationships and all of all of the things that yes. are going down on Seven Year Switch. <laughs> that's coming up next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hey, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. Hello. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. We are talking to Charles J. Orlando on the line from the show Seven Year Switch on FYI. I'm so addicted to it. My husband's addicted to it, too. It's our. I am, too. Yeah. And it's, it's my channel. Yes, it is your channel. Right in, after In Bed with Simon, right after Seven Year Switch. So right after Charles, you've got your humble servant here. That's right. Lots of good love advice. You know, there's one woman on Seven Year Switch, Charles, uh, Kelsey, 
who's married to this really nice guy, uh, yes. James, but she got switched uh, to this bad boy, Dustin, and she is falling for him so hard. It is so crazy to watch it all go down because you can tell she has stars in her eyes for this dude. So I want to know, because I've actually been this girl, why do you think women go for bad boys? See, but part of, part of what she's experienced is she isn't falling for him. What she is is infatuated and attracted to the excitement and the mystery and the strength and the disconnection. I mean, a lot of times this has to do with how old a woman is in the first place. You get a woman in her early 20s, like Kelsey, and she, she's a strong, virile warrior. This is like mm-hmm. tribal stuff. But I can take the same bad boy and put him in front of a 40-year-old woman, and she will use him for what she wants and then cast him aside because she has nothing intelligent to talk to this guy about. He's just right. not on the same page. So right. it, it, a lot of it has to do with your not only what they offer but where you're at in your own life. Uh, but it is that mystery and that infatuation that starts it out. But what completes it a lot of times is that so many younger women – think that if they get the wrong guy or the unavailable guy to fall in love with them, then they are worthy. They are valuable. They are important. And all they have to do is convince him. And I think that's part of where Kelsey's at. We're going to talk more about dealing with attraction outside of your relationship, like this case here. That's coming up next with Charles J. Orlando. So don't go anywhere. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hi, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Hello, hello, Charles J. Orlando from Seven Year Switch on FYI on the line with us. Yes. Well, hello there. And Simon, I'll just tell you that I'm so glad that we're on the same network. Awesome for In Bed with Simon. And we're both on FYI. So we're, we're kind of brothers in arms, you know? We are definitely brothers in arms. And, and I'm, a, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a big fan of, of what you do, Charles. I am too. I'm a big fan of the, the very real and raw advice that you give. And, and Because I think sometimes people need that smack in the face to wake up and see what they're doing. We were just talking about uh, somebody that needs it really bad. Uh, Kelsey from Seven Year Switch, married to nice guy James, fell for the bad boy Dustin. You mentioned something that struck me, Charles, in saying that the bad boy thing, it it comes along a lot of times when we're young. And I think that that's when I had that moment in my life. I think the bad boy is just so exciting. And when you're young, you know, you're growing up and you're thinking about what it's going to be like to date somebody and to to be in relationships and, you know, being swept off your feet and, and, you know, doing all these fun things. You know, sometimes it looks attractive until you realize there's not a lot of substance there after all the crazy fun, you know, fly by, yeah, fly by the seat of your pants stuff is over. What What are you left with? Well, sure. I mean, you know, dating a bad boy is very much like riding a moped. I mean, mopeds are fun, but you'd never want anyone to see you on it, right? Like, yeah. It just doesn't work right. out well. And you don't want that moped for the rest of your life as your mode of transportation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, Charles, we have an email uh, that needs to be answered by you, a woman who needs some advice. She specifically said, Charles J. Orlando, help me. The one and only. Yes. So we're going to come back to the rendezvous, get to that email with Simon and Angie and Charles J. Orlando next. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie and our special guest today, Charles J. Orlando from the Seven Year Switch on the FYI channel. And uh, it's the big finale coming up. I can't wait for that. It is. I can't wait either. I'm a huge fan. Bonjour, Charles. Hello there. And yeah, I can't wait either. I mean, 
you know, I've seen a lot of the stuff and been involved throughout everything, but I'm watching a lot of this just like a regular viewer. So I sit back during our, our live <laughs> tweets using the hashtag seven year switch and I go, oh my God, did he really just say that? I love that you know how it all goes down, but you're sitting there with your popcorn, too. Exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, you give you give great advice on the show, and uh, our listeners know that, too. So that's why we have some emails here for you. Let's go to one real quick, if you don't mind. Um, here's from Maggie. This is Maggie from Ardmore, Pennsylvania. She says, hey, guys. Hi, Charles. I have a question. My neighbor goes out of his way to flirt with my husband. She tells him he smells good. She compliments his outfits, ask him for advice on her outfits. And a lot of times it's right in front of me. My husband says it's harmless and to just let it go. But it's so blatantly disrespectful that I feel like I should say something. What do you think I should do? Ah, well, so is this her neighbor's fault? No. And now she want, Maggie wants to take care of it. So Maggie, thank you for writing in. So Maggie wants to take care of it, or she wants to blame the disrespectful neighbor. But what you're not looking at, Maggie, you sound a little bit like Jacqueline on Seven Year Switch. Mm -hmm. The problem is your husband, because here's the thing. First of all, attraction is normal. I don't care. You're, look, you're married, not dead. Of course. Okay? Of course. Attraction is normal. Mm -hmm. It's your actions that define you, or in the case of Maggie's husband, his inaction. Maybe it feels really good for him to be complimented by another woman, but... Because it's making his wife uncomfortable, they're supposed to have a conversation. Why do you want compliments from my neighbor? Am I not doing anything to, to make you feel good about you? What's missing for us? That's the first right. part. The second part is he's supposed to be the one who shuts this down with her, saying, exactly. listen, it's really nice, but you can't do that. I am a married man, and it's really kind of making me uncomfortable, so back up. Leave me be. And he's not saying those things. Yeah, I think so, that's great advice because it's it's not up to the neighbor. She's not the one in the marriage. She's not the one affected by any of her behavior. So it is up to him to make his wife feel better and it, to put an end to it. It, it is because the neighbor never said, I do, you know. Right. The neighbor has no uh, allegiance or to, to, to the other person. So I, I agree with Charles. And it's it's a lesson learned for everybody. Yeah. Re really, you know. Definitely. Don't well, and, and just to be clear, like, I'm not excusing her behavior, but I have to say it straight. There is no such thing as a home wrecker. Your home cannot be wrecked unless someone allows them in. Yeah, you got to let them in the door. That's right. And people will get away with as much as you let them. Yeah. I, I, right. To that, Charles, I would just say, you know, I kind of disagree. There are some people that are so pervert, so smart, and so devilish that they take advantage of you. Manipulate. Manipulative. It's like a con. Mm -hmm. And there is a room for victims. So I would say to what you say, yes, but give some space for all the pe people, victims of liars, cons, uh, and people like that. And, and that affects sometimes financially and, and also emotionally. And so we can all be victims, Charles, sometimes. I, I definitely agree with that. All I'm saying is that you, once you're a participant, you can't be a victim anymore. Now you're it's a participant. True. That's so I true. I hear you. Yeah, there is some participating going on, I think. I'm sure he loves it, but we all love compliments. But, yeah, your wife is the one that's important yes. in this equation, not the way the girl next door is making you feel. Good advice. Thank you so much for all of your advice today, Charles J. Orlando. We're looking forward to seeing the big finale on yes, Seven Years Switch. we are. Can't wait. And you're going to be live tweeting because I'm going to tweet about it. Oh, yes, using the hashtag Seven Years Switch. Uh, on Twitter, we're going at 9 p.m. Eastern time, and we will go through the finale. So come join us. Come That's join awesome. us. And Simon, I will be checking you out 
on In Bed with Simon. I, I love I love your stuff, man. Seriously. It's fun, isn't it? It's a fun we, show. We, we, we're having fun and we're filming more coming for more of In Bed with Simon in New York next on the mall in Long Island. And I look forward to that. I hope you, you, you stay with us, Charles. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Charles. Charles J. Orlando, seven-year switch on tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, 8 central on the FYI channel. Can't wait. More next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hey, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie. So let's talk about things if you're in a relationship. And we all are about relationships and dating and love and romance. Yes. But sometimes we have behaviors when we're home alone that we don't really exhibit when our partner is home. Things that we do when nobody's watching. Like like what? Well, for instance, I know when Jason, my husband, is not around, that I eat like a pig. What? And I eat stuff that I would never eat in what? front of him. No, I don't believe that. I do. I'll pig out because I don't want to pig out in front you of him. You pig out at home? Sometimes. By the way, you don't even pig out here at the studio at night because I'm the only one before the show I know. You know, to eat something. You always tell me, Simon, I eat delicately. Because when I, when I eat, <laughs> when I'm working, I'm fed and I'm comfortable and I'm tired and I want to take a nap. And I, we can't do that right now. No, we can't. <laughs> we night. are working. So I'll do that. I watch really stupid TV that, Stupid like what? Uh, you know, I'll watch reruns of Sex and the City or uh, 5,000 <laughs> episodes back-to-back of Say you Yes really? to the Dress. Yes, that I'm not going to make him watch. <laughs> do you do anything in your private life that if there was a girl around, you probably wouldn't do that? Any sort of behaviors? <laughs> <laughs> anything that you could say on the radio? Yeah, no. that's the problem. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's some of the things okay. that people do. Uh, there should be no popping of pimples of any kind. A lot of times we'll groom ourselves when nobody's well, watching. Yes. Okay. I mean, I do that in the bathroom with the door shut. Hair removal, if you're shaving, waxing, tweezing. Uh, face masks. Okay, I wear a face mask every weekend. Do you? I do. And I walk around the house and I look like a serial killer. That is so funny. If Please you, take a picture. I'm going to. That's a great idea. Please. And I have, this weekend I did one that looked like a dog, so it looks like different animals sometimes, but they're... <laughs> Angie, they're, please yeah. put us uh, I'm going on, to. on the web page. That's a good idea. Uh, going to the bathroom with the door open. Okay, I would never. I would never do that with my husband home ever. Right, but if you feel alone, you do it. Sometimes, yes, but I don't want to make a habit. So what are some of the gross things that men do that they shouldn't do in front of women? We're going to talk about that next okay, on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Ah, uh, bonsoir. On The Rendezvous, we are all about love and romance and giving you advice and yes. helping make your love life better. All about relationships. Yes. One of the things that can help your relationship is to not do gross things in front of your partner. I was saying that sometimes I eat like a pig when my husband's not around. I wouldn't do it in front of him. I saw the other day when I got home from work, Simon, mm-hmm. that there was a nail clipper and something else sitting out on our coffee table, meaning my husband was probably clipping his nails. Wait a minute. How do you assume it's not your daughter, by the way? Because she wasn't home that day and Uh-oh. it wasn't there when I left. Jason is busted. So, like, he doesn't do that in front of me, though. Men do some things um, when they're alone that they probably wouldn't do when there's a woman around or a spouse or a girlfriend. Do you do things in private that maybe you wouldn't want anybody to see? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's the same thing that I think women would do in a sense, right? I mean, I think that I was educated by very old school parents. Yes. Uh, and courtesy, respect, education was huge on the list. Yeah. Things you do in public, things you do in private. 
So you can imagine the list is the same for yours, mine. Yeah. It's, it's just respectful of the other person around. Right. And whether it's, by the way, your husband or wife, whether it's family, whether it's friends, I think it applies to all the same. Yeah, we have a saying in our house called preserve the but, sexy because I don't want him to think of me any other way. I got to ask you a question about that because I've noticed, you know, when I'm in a relationship, women hate but hate when I enter the bathroom when they're getting ready. Don't do that. Tell me why. What is the big because deal? This is this like we woke up like this. That's what we want you to think. We have a whole process and it's kind of nerve wracking if someone's watching us do our makeup and our hair because we don't want you to see the man behind the curtain or the supermodel behind the curtain. <laughs> OK, because I was wondering why. OK, well, up next, we got an email from a woman who has a question from our French romantic Simon Marcel. Uh-huh. And we're going to read that coming up on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Our email, if you ever want to send us an email, go to therendezvousshow.com. There is a place there where you can send in questions. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions for us about love, romance, if you need advice. And Simon, we get so many questions for you because Mm -hmm. you are the French romantic expert. (laughs) At your service, your humble servant. And so there has to be a way we can get through all these every day. So I, look at all these, look at all of these emails. I have a million of them. And so we are going to do a new thing every day called Bonjour Simon Marcel. Yes, that's that's starting today. We start Bonjour Simon Marcel. I will answer any question, any romantic question you have. That's right. Right? And you will read the email. And then we will get your expert advice. Absolutely. And you will validate. Uh, hopefully. Unless I yeah. disagree. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so here's our first one from Wendy from New Orleans. Okay. She says, Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Wendy from New Orleans. I'm hoping you can help me. My friend is getting married and she wants me to come to the wedding without my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. There have been a few instances recently where he's gotten drunk, sort of out of control and my friend said that she doesn't want that to happen at her wedding so she's basically uninviting him mm-hmm. I haven't told my boyfriend yet he thinks he's going and I just don't know what to do should I go with him or should we both not go Ooh, that's a tough question no yes but there's an easy option C answer that you tell him and you go without him because your friend wedding her rule it's the best day the most important day in a lifetime of a woman. Right. Right? She has the right to ask who's coming and who's not. And if your boyfriend has been rowdy in the past, I get it. Yeah. It can ruin the ceremony. It can ruin the best day of her life. So if I was her, I would say the same thing. So if you love your friend, you'd say, I'll be coming alone. And you tell your boyfriend, listen, she doesn't want you to come. Say, Why? No, because you've been rowdy in the past. And I can't take the chance that you ruin anything. And then he's going to say, you don't trust me. And he said, she doesn't trust you. Right. I, so that's exactly. It's her. Respect my friendship. And I'll be back right afterwards, you know, but I'm going alone. And that's what I would say. I think that's great advice, Simon, because you're Thank right. You, you don't want to have to think about that on your wedding day. You have a million other things to think about, a million other people that need your attention. And it is her day. This I, is not about you and your boyfriend. It's about her. She wants you to be there. You're her friend. Absolutely. And don't you think, Simon, this would be a good you know, wake up call for him that he's not invited to a wedding. Maybe he'll change his ways and, and be more aware of how he acts when they go out. That's totally a talking point to have. Right. But I really think you wedding, you rule, have no guilt. If somebody's going to ruin it, somebody drinks too much, somebody is like out of control. I, 
I would want to take the risk myself. Right. Right. I would tell a friend of mine the same thing. Yeah. It's hard when you are getting married and you're making out that guest list and you know that somebody is dating someone that you're not fond of. I would have a hard time as a bride telling someone you could can't. Could you do it? No, I could not tell them you can't bring your boyfriend. Even if the guy has been too rowdy and in the past you've seen in other weddings being like I, agitated because of him? I might give my friend a heads up and say, listen, keep your boyfriend in check because I don't want him drunk at my wedding. I would make sure that he, she was on notice about that, but I would have a really hard time because I feel like it's going to change the dynamic of their relationship because now the friend thinks, oh, See, uh, she doesn't like a, my boyfriend. Yeah, but you're such a sweetheart. But the thing is, you have to think it's you waiting. Right. So let's say, now, Jason is a boxer, so things would go down pretty quickly <laughs> because he's a tough guy. But let's say you get ma- the day you got married to Jason, uh-huh. and let's say a guy was too rowdy uh-huh. and even rude to some other guest, or he drinks so much that he do inappropriate things. The whole uh, vibes goes from romantic to maybe violence to maybe threatening to yeah. maybe... I would have to have somebody take him out. Well, Jason could do that, but that's not <laughs> what marriage is about. It's not supposed to be about that. So if you can't, if you can't, you know, behave, I, I side by her. You got to tell it like it is. You marriage, you rule, Angie. Yep, you're keeping it real. I appreciate that, Simon. If you have a question for Simon, send us an email and we'll read it on the air. It's therendezvousshow.com. More of the rendezvous coming up with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we were uh, talking with your bonjour Simon Marcel email mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. a woman who uh, was in a relationship with a guy that her friends didn't like. Have you ever dated somebody that your friends don't like? Is that a big deal breaker for you? Does it affect your relationship? Does it change the way you view the person that you're dating, or does it cause a problem with your friendship? Have you ever dated somebody, or Simon, maybe you had a friend where you didn't like their girlfriend, or it affects your relationship? Yeah. Uh, My cousin Nicholas, who's like an older brother to me, uh, dated that uh, lovely woman who was taking, sadly, too much cocaine. Oh, whoa. She had a real problem. Yeah. Yeah. And and what happened is he he was so infatuated, and I can understand that because he was very charming, that he would always find a reason to excuse the money she took from him or wow. the late, you know, she's going to get better. She's Right. And, and and I told him so many times, you know, and the reason I said that also because we, we had a grandmother who was an addict drinking mm-hmm. too much and she mm-hmm. told us to be careful about that. Mm-hmm. So we had the experience at home, you know, when we were little, it was my grandmother. And, and so, it, and it, so yeah, you so, have that in the back of your mind yeah, with your and, friend. And I always will. So when Nicholas, my cousin, we, we had the same grandmother, dated that lovely woman who was taking too much cocaine, mm-hmm. I really did the best I could uh, to tell him. It, but he loved me so much, Nicholas would never take side against me. Really? So it, I don't. Yeah, it's fascinating. My brother Benjamin or my cousin, they love me so much. There's nothing I could say about a third person they would get mad at me for. Well, that's good. But I noticed one thing. It didn't change. A bit of his relationship with her, Angie. Right, because people are going to do what they want to do, don't you think? Absolutely. At least you put your two cents in. They have that in the back of their mind. What if you don't like someone that your friend is dating? Should you tell them? We'll talk more about that coming up next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie answering all your love, romance, relationship questions. If you have a question for us, if you need advice, we are here for you. We've been talking about dating somebody that your friends don't like. What if you're the friend and you don't like who your friend is dating? What should you do? Do you say something to them? Yeah, that's a great question. If you think about it, you know, you know I'm single mm-hmm. and you know, I'm looking for true love. And I know you've been helping me. 
what if I meet somebody and uh, you don't like her? Ooh. And you know I value your opinion, Angie. So what would you say as my friend? It, what are you going to do? I think it really depends on if she's being harmful to you. So I'm going to give you an exact example. Okay. If I bring a girl whose her motivation is not the right one. Okay. That she wants you to take advantage of me or you think she's to this, to that, or she's just here for the lifestyle. Right. Or because, you know, I'm a radio host. It's not about you. Yeah. Um, and you see that. I feel like I'm very good at spotting that. I would have a hard time... Uh, not saying something to you. I would really wait, though. I wouldn't say anything right away. I would sit back and just sort of observe her behavior, how you are with her. Okay. Because, you know, I feel like sometimes when you intrude on someone's relationship, you don't know what kind of agreement they have. So I don't know if you are cool with that. Maybe you're cool with it. And who am I to step on it? If I feel like she's taking advantage of you and it's harmful, I probably would say something one time. Let's role play. Yes. Angie, I've been with this girl for six months. You know how much I like her. What do you think of her? Uh, I think she's a gold digger, Simon. Are you sure you really like her? Why do you say that? I like her a lot. <laughs> uh, well, she get, she asks you for money all the time. Um, but I like her. I want to help she's her. She's materialistic. Okay, but if you I like, like her. If you like her and you're happy, then I am happy for you, you Simon. You would say the word gold digger. I might tiptoe around it. I would say that maybe she's taking advantage. But I would also say if you're happy, then I'm happy for you. And that would be it. I keep my mouth okay. shut. I would try. I like, I I like your try. honesty. No, I like yeah. your honesty. It, okay, so has this happened to you? I want to know from from you if you have a friend or you maybe you're the friend. Call in and tell us about it. 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. We take calls all the time at 855-905-8255. We do have a call right now, Simon. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Michelle from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Hello, Michelle. Bonjour. Hi, guys. Hi. 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 Um, I heard you guys talking about, um, you know, when you hate uh, the significant other of your friend. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, my friend is engaged to get married to a guy who is like, it, the relationship's totally toxic, but like they're always fighting, and he's a total jerk to her. Mm. And like, I think the only reason that she's like she's in this is because she, you know she wanted to get married because we're getting older, and she thinks it's like you know the thing to do. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be the only one that's not married, but he's like a total narcissist, and like he makes her feel bad for things. You know, like, mm-hmm. that he does wrong or, like, if, if she doesn't know something, he makes it a point to, like, make her feel like an idiot about it. Mm. And so I I'm sh- not sure if I should just, like, mind my own business, if I should actually tell her. Um, Michelle, uh, it, it's, it's, you're very close to her, right? It's a, it's a dear friend of yours. It is, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think maybe that you say things before and then you let her take the decision. Because I always think as friends, we can't change people's mind. But I think you have a duty to say it nicely. I think this guy, you know, I'm worried about you, this and that. But I'll be with you all the way. Why? Because we all make mistakes. So let's say she do, she gets married. Let's say that, you know, things go south. Well, you're going to be here when things go south, if he would go south, to help her out also. I just don't think you should tell, don't marry him. That's something that you could advise, you know, that people take really badly. Right. Uh, it's because marriage and, and attraction is so complicated and deep. It's not just about, is a narcissist or, you know, this and that. You know, so I would just, 
I would say it like it is once. And after that, I would just say, you know, you're here on her side. And you're going to be here all the way. That's what a best friend is here for, for rain or shine. Yeah. Angie, do you think that makes sense? I, I do think it makes sense. In fact, I completely understand where you're coming from, Michelle. I sort of have a friend in the same situation. You do? I do. And she knows how I feel about the boyfriend. I've mentioned it before. Um, I tried to tiptoe around it as to not alienate myself from her because if she is in a bad relationship, I want her to know that I'm still going to be there for her when things go bad, that she's not all alone. Because I think a lot of times people get in these toxic relationships and they start to distance themselves from friends and family because yes. they're embarrassed and you know they're sick of hearing the lectures. So yeah, I agree with Simon. I think you have to let it be known that you're concerned for her. I wouldn't make it about him. Um, I would just let her know that you're concerned for her. And then, like he says, you know, if she still continues on that road, we can't we can't. It's not our relationship. You know, we can only say what we think. And then we have to stand back and just be supportive friends from but from you, then on. You said something profound, Angie. You just said that it's true when and we, we all have that when you have a friend like in this case, you don't like him and all this. Everybody makes the same mistake is to isolate the person. So, yeah. you know, little by little, because you stick to your boyfriend, you you lose your best friend. Sometimes your sisters, you know, that you don't speak to them anymore, your brothers or your cousins or your parents. Right. And then you find yourself alone and then you need the help and nobody's there because they say, I told you so. Right. Instead of saying it once before and then be close to the person you feel needs help later on. Yeah. And I, you're so right. And I don't know if your friend is this way, but I've been in relationships where I've alienated people because I keep going to them, telling them all the problems that we're having and, mm -hmm. and talking bad about this guy I'm dating and what he's doing to me. And then they get so annoyed that they don't want to be a part of it anymore because they want to shake me and say, what are you doing? And I'm not listening and they're frustrated. So you definitely don't want to go down that road either because then she is going to be alone and it might make her stay longer with somebody who's bad for her because she feels like she has nobody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, stand by your friend, tell it like it is, and then be there when it goes south. And that's what friends are for. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's very, very true. And I just need just, to um, be supportive of her Yeah. now that I've said my piece. Yeah, yeah, just show your concern and always, you know, just be always. there for Always, rain it, or shine. Chances are she's going to need you badly you down the road. You know it, right. <laughs> you know it. Thanks for calling, Michelle. We wish you and your buddy all the best, okay? Thank you. Yes, bonne chance. Bonne chance. More <laughs> of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie is coming up next. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. What a show we had today, Simon. Yes, bonsoir, Angie. Yes, fantastic show. Fantastic show. We talked a lot about bad boys and dating and, uh, you know, the seven-year switch. We had Charles J. Orlando on. Yes, we did. From the FYI channel. And Simon, speaking of FYI, you know, since we've been doing this show together, mm -hmm. every one of my girlfriends is very curious about what the handsome Simon looks like. <laughs> Thank you. Because they hear this up. amazing advice that you give. And I've been telling them they need to go on our website, therendezvousshow.com, where they can see you, Simon. That's true. And they can watch all your past episodes of In Bed with Simon. All on therendezvousshow.com. Uh, and we're filming more. In New York, so don't hesitate to uh, to join us. Email us, thehondevushow.com, yes. and Jill, our producer, will direct you to where we are shooting the next In Bed with Simon episodes yes, for FYI. Also on the rendezvousshow.com, you can send in any questions you have. Yes. We are all about love and dating and romance. If you need a question answered, if you need some advice, 
whatever it is, we're here for you on the website. You can email us or anytime on our phone lines, 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Au revoir, Angie. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.